Welcome. I'm Maria White, professional organizer, owner of Enough With The Stuff, and host of this podcast, Organize Your Stuff. I am thrilled you're joining me for a listen today. I will share tips on getting organized in all areas of your life, so stay tuned for simple tips or interviews with industry experts sharing their unique methods and insights for getting your home and life organized once and for all. This podcast will provide support, encouragement, and motivation along the way. I hope while you are listening, the topic will resonate and inspire you to organize your stuff. Welcome everyone to the next episode of Organize Your Stuff, and I'm so excited to finally have Jill Perla here today. (laughs) We've had a few kerfluffles to get together for this episode, but she is here now. So welcome, Jill. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm so excited. It's finally come together and we're now here to have this conversation. So let me first start off reading Jill's bio because it's quite an interesting path she's had. Um, So first, let me just say that Jill is the owner of Jill Perla Art, and she's been in business as an artist and consultant for 10 years now. She lives in Loudoun County with her husband and two daughters. She just launched a new membership program called Creative Kickstart and has co-authored a book coming out in the spring. Jill is an internationally collected award-winning artist, former vice president of finance, former manager of a large scientific meeting, an experienced high-tech sales executive, board member and vice president of a networking organization. Jill Perla brings a unique perspective and shows how to have creative wins in all aspects of life. Awesome. That's great, Jill. Thank you. I want to circle back to your book. I know. Isn't that crazy? Let's talk about um, the chapter in your book. I think you said it's a chapter or is it a, um, a you're co-authoring a book? Yes, yes. So the book's called Voices of the 21st Century, Powerful, Passionate Women Who Make a Difference. And I had the opportunity to co-author this book. So what I did was I wrote a chapter for it. And it's really cool because there's lots of different authors that have come together with their story. And for some reason, um, the end of last year, I just was really compelled to talk about my story and who I am and kind of where I came from, because I've been in business, um, you know, owning Jill Perla Art for 10 years. And I just feel like it's time that I actually shared my story, because maybe it'll help some other people who are going down a similar path as I have. So, um, it's coming out in the spring, and I'm really excited about it because it really kind of dives into who I am and, again, how I started. Right. Well, I think your story is very interesting because you did not go to school right. for art, and now you are this amazing, yep. well-known artist in the area. You have your yep. art everywhere, um, and it's just phenomenal how you've sort of gotten to this point in your career from not having that as your background. So I'd love for you to just share that a little bit. Sure, sure, I'd love to. So, you know, and I hate to say it, it's kind of, you kind of have to start from the beginning a little bit. When I was younger, I think I was about 12 years old, I took an art class with my sister. And there's five um, five kids in the family. So my um, older sister, she wanted to take an art class at a local museum. And my mother said, okay, Jill, you can go with her. So I went and the art teacher said, well, now some people are good at circles and squares and some people are good at landscapes. And she looked at me and said, you're more of a circle square person, which meant you're not so good. 
So as you can imagine, at 12 years old, you're like, whoa, okay, somebody just told me I'm horrible at art. So you take that and you're like, all right, well, I'm just going to shelf that and just keep on going. So it was a bit of a crushing blow when I was little. So that, you know, growing up, I saw my older sister and she was actually pretty good at it, but I I really just kind of shelved it. I even found that when I was in high school, I didn't like the art classroom. It, It just was overwhelming and big. And as you know, Maria, being in organizing, I found it just chaotic. It was just like stuff everywhere. It smelled funny. And I think it was really a lot of the emotions of having a teacher tell me that I wasn't good at art really impressed upon me um, that feeling of negativity. So I I shied away from art for a long time. But then as I um, got older, my dad, he came down with um, dementia. And And I don't know if you know much about it, but a lot of times when people have dementia, they go to day away camps. And these day away camps are meant to stimulate their brains so that they keep active. And so he took art classes and he was actually pretty good at it. So I watched him and my dad and I are, as they say, cut from the same cloth. We're very similar. He's since passed away. But when I saw he started drawing, he'd come to visit me and he'd show me what he was doing. And I thought, you know what? We are so similar. I'm going to give it a shot. So really, I picked up a paintbrush and I started painting and have not put the paintbrush down ever since then. And that's really how I got into art is because of my dad kind of reawakening and giving me that feeling that I'm allowed to do art and, you know, I'm okay at it. And I just kept practicing and here I am. That's just amazing. I love your story, Jill. It's just incredible. Yeah, it's to come from the background that you had and then to go into art and to be so successful with it. I mean, it's just, it's really exciting. It's exciting to see, I mean, you and I, we've known each other for years and years and exciting to see the transformation in your business with art and how it's, you know, really helping others um, bring a lot of beauty to their lives. It's fantastic. Well, and it's, it's funny you say bringing beauty to your life and that is really, um, that's so important to me. And I think also the word magic is important to me. I want to bring magic into people's life. And I think, you know, one of the reasons I started um, thinking about being part of this book is that I want people to realize that, and I've always, I've always felt this way. You can do anything you set your mind to do. You can do anything. And that's what I really want to share is that hey, if you want to go be an artist, go be an artist and do it, right? You just have to have that zeal and that excitement and that desire to do it. And, and you know, I, I really think anybody can do anything. I, I really do. If you're, if you're pointed in the right direction and your heart's there, I say go for it every time. Yeah, yeah you got to have those dreams, right, to go up for it. You do. You really do. That's you right. really do. Awesome. Well, I just wanted to go back to the point you made about how when you went into an art classroom and you were sort of like, oof, it's too chaotic and overwhelming. So yeah. Sort of an assault on your your senses, I guess. Yes. Uh, yeah. So how do you deal with that now that you are totally engrossed in the art world? It's funny because as much as I'm engrossed in the art world, I really... I control it. Um, it sounds funny, but I have a dedicated space where I paint. Um, 
I have, you know, my brushes and in, in little terracotta pots, they're all organized. And I think because I have an organized space, that it's not a huge chaotic space. I know where all my canvases are. I know where my paints are. There is a certain order to it. Um, I think a lot of times when I go into paint, I I look around, I'm like, oh boy, you didn't clean up from the last time. In order for me to start a new project, I have to kind of put things away and start from scratch um, so that I have a clean palette, as it were, because um, that chaos really comes out on the canvas. If you're rushing, you you see it in the work. Hmm. That's interesting. So do you feel uh, when the environment is chaotic, do you feel like you um, are less creative? Like you just can't really get that out of you because you're so distracted by what's around you? Visually? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because a lot of times people will say, well, do you have a studio space where you work? And I used to have a working studio space where I, I did, you know, do my art. But what I found is that the interruptions, which I welcome them and I love people and I love chatting about my work. But when you're painting and you're creating and you're really in it, you need I need silence or I need music or I need, you know, you know, talk radio, something like that, that I can have in the background is when I create, I'm so fully immersed in it and I can't have um, people talking, interrupting. And because really when you're in the flow of it, just like if you're writing a book, when you're in the flow of it, you don't want to be interrupted. So I I really cherish that, um, that serenity when I'm painting. Right. Well, that that totally makes sense. And I think a lot of people think artists are just naturally messy and (laughs) unorganized. Mm -hmm. But I've actually had quite a few clients who are big time artists and they are so organized. And so I'm just wondering if that's the difference in, you know, successfulness with your art, because you can get focused and you can produce because you have a really uh, well-organized environment or I don't know maybe maybe other artists do better in chaos but obviously it sounds like you do better when it's more organized yeah it's funny you say that because I think it's a real misnomer that people look at artists and you know obviously everybody's an individual as you know we all know but I think people look at artists and they think they're you know they're ditzy or you know they're they're fly by night or you know they're just a little crazy but really, if you if you just scratch the surface, like you're saying, of the other artists that you work with, I'm telling you, I have Google Drive, I have shared folders, I have things in there that I'm like, hey, you want this file? Boom, there it is. Somebody might look at it and say, oh, I don't know how to manage her stuff, but I know exactly where everything is. I can put my fingers on it. And I find that the more cataloged I am with, say, photographs, art, um, my paints, that sort of thing, the more organized I am, the less space it takes up in my head and the more freedom I have to be truly creative. Because really, your brain supposedly, from what I understand, is meant to be a processor, not a storage facility right. of random things. So the more you can get off your plate and onto the computer, onto paper, what have you, the more ability you have to create. At least that's what I've found. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You've got to get all of that stuff out of your head. And I'm, I'm a big note taker. I 
I have sticky mm-hmm. notes, <laughs> you know, or yeah. note, notepads. I have tons of notepads. So I'm always writing down those ideas to get them out of my head because otherwise you're trying so hard and expending so much energy to remember, to remember that yes. one thing that it's not really a crucial thing to remember, but it's something you do want to remember. So it's just key to get it on a piece of paper so that you can deal with it another time and just kind of let it go out of your head and focus your energy on what you need to focus on. And so, yeah, that's an excellent point. It's funny when you say um, sticky notes, I have a habit of having sticky notes and little bits and pieces of paper, but I did just find, um, there's another gal, her name's Marsha Sheehan, and she um, is with Charmed uh, Connectors. And she just brought it to my attention. There's a new thing, and I don't know if you've heard it. You might have. It's called Rocket Book, but it's a notepad where mm-hmm. you can write on the notepad, and it's almost like a dry erase sort of smart pad. Yeah. So now in my car, I have this Rocket Book, so I don't have all those little pieces of paper flying everywhere. It's amazing. It's a game changer. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, my son, who is a freshman in college this year, he bought one for his notes for school. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So he doesn't have to keep buying notebooks. You just have to use this, and it will transfer to your computer, and all of your notes are there. So you still have everything, and it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it's a really pretty cool uh, piece of tech, and it's not that expensive. So it's, it's a great not, idea. Yeah. yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah. So yeah. I'm curious, like, what are some like must-haves or techniques that you're using in your studio to stay organized with all of the supplies. Right. Yep. So for my paint brushes, I and and again, I I like to upcycle, recycle. So um, I, I like to be good to the environment as much as I can. So I have flower pots, and I love flowers, so the flower pots make me happy. I have them all lined up on the back of my desk with all my paintbrushes. I put some sand in the bottom and then I just stick my paintbrushes um, right side up so I can see what type of brush it is so I can just grab it and use it. Um, And I also have one of those big um, file cabinets and most people put their papers in there, but I put my larger size paints in there. So they're tucked away and I know I can grab them. So if I need, you know, a big thing of white, I just open it up, boom, there it is, and I can use it. And then for my um, smaller tubes of paint, I use those roller carts with the multiple drawers. So all the colors are in there. So if I need reds, I know all the reds are in here, the greens are in here. So I just open it up, boom, there's the red I need. So it, it saves time because people always remark at how fast I am. At painting, and I think really a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm not, I'm actually creating, I'm not looking and searching for my items that I need to actually paint with, like the palette knife or the brush or the canvas. Right. Oh, that, it just, you painted a picture in my head. <laughs> I can yeah. visualize your space. So I love, love the little terracotta paws with sand in them. Yeah. What a good idea to hold them upright. And I was trying to picture that when you mentioned it earlier. I was like, how does she keep them neat but with the sand that's yes. cool. um and and the file cabinet for the paint how clever i love that you repurpose things because i'm all about that too uh you don't need to go out and buy new fancy things for your spaces use what you have repurpose it right 
Yeah, it's excellent. Oh, that's fantastic, John. I would love to get some pictures of your space and maybe I can share those in the show notes somehow. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> you, you, know. you know, and the funny thing too, I find is that it's, it may sound counterintuitive, but you're the organizer. The smaller the space, for me, the better, because you have to maximize your space. And I know in one of your podcasts, you said um, store up. And I haven't needed to store going up the wall yet. And I don't have any shelving. I don't have a need for shelving. And I kind of like the clean walls because I like to be able to lean my canvases up against the walls. But I think because I have a small space, I use every nook and cranny and I don't, but I don't feel crammed in there either. So when people say, oh, I don't have space to paint, it just kind of makes me laugh because you don't need a lot of space. You really don't. If you're organized, you can get it in there. So if your space isn't that big, and I know you've done some Mm -hmm. pretty large canvases, where are you storing or how are you managing to store all of your canvases? Because that seems to be a really big issue for the artists that I've worked with that do the canvas Yep. Well, here's the deal. I I do get a lot of commissions. I'm very thankful for that. So I don't have a ton of inventory. So a lot of times if somebody says they need it, I keep a 48 by 60, a 36 by 48, you know, and a 36 by 36, a few of those big ones, but maybe just three. I don't keep a ton on hand and I keep them in my garage. And, but here's the deal. My garage both cars are pulled in and it's not, yeah, we don't use the garage as a storage facility. If, you know, if you come into my garage, it's all on my side of the garage too, only one side. So I have shelving. Um, So if I tip my car in and I point to the wall, that wall is shelving. So I keep my toolbox. I keep my um, just, you know, just, toolbox and maybe extra small canvases, that sort of thing on the shelving. And then along the side, that long wall, that's where I lean up the three big canvases so that um, when I need them, they're there. Cause when they're on sale, you know, you want to get them when they're on sale and you don't have to go buy them at full price. But I also don't, I don't have a tremendous amount of inventory, but just enough. I think having too much gets overwhelming and then you feel, ugh. I've got too much and then I can't really create because you've got that overwhelmed feeling of too much happening, right. you know? Right. Yeah, no, that's great. You're, I, I'm so impressed and I love hearing that you park both cars in your two car garage. Oh, so. we, yeah, we are militant about it. It's funny. We really are because I, I, again, I, I am a little private reserved shy, I guess I should say. So I kind of like to come and go, close the garage door, come in, go out, and not have to, you know, have the car in the in the driveway so neighbors can, you know, hey, what's up? You know, right. I just want to kind of slip in and slip out. You know, nobody knows if you're home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I can have more time to paint. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because the garage is. Um, I know most people tend to use them for storage, but then you have your car, which is what you're second most expensive investment that you own and it's sitting out in all the elements and Mm -hmm. you're paying a mortgage for the square footage of your garage and it's just crazy that's a really good way to think about it i hadn't thought about it that way but it's very true yeah yeah so it's it's smart smart that you aren't keeping too much because i i tend to see that a lot with the artist clients that i've had they 
they love to go to the store and buy, 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 even though they have tons mm -hmm. of what they already have. So how do you mm -hmm. keep yourself from overbuying when you do go into the craft store and you're just like, oh my gosh, I love all these colors. Let me, let me just buy some well, more. Well, you know, it's funny. I think when I first started out, I kind of had a tendency to do that. But um, now that I've been doing it for some time, I really don't go to the store that frequently. I like to keep a budget. I like to keep um, things fairly tight. Um, and I find that the more products I have, the less creative I can be, frankly, because the more stuff you have, it just boggles your mind and you're like, oh, should I use this or this? And it's like, okay, this color will work, blend it with this. And I do, I do better. It's funny growing up. I used to love, we didn't have a lot of clothes growing up. So I was the one who had to take what I had mix and match so that you had to be creative. So you didn't have the same outfit all the time, but you see so you mixed and match. So that's kind of the way I look at my art. I say, all right, what do I have in stock? What can I use? Now, obviously if a client needs a certain color, I will get that. But I really think that excess really stomps on your creativity. Really, it does. Yeah. You know, you bring up a good point about that because it then becomes almost like there's too many choices. And mm -hmm. <laughs> so how mm -hmm. do you pick? How do you decide? And, you know, if you're someone who struggles with decision making, you know, too yep. many choices makes it that much harder. So, yeah. And as an artist, I mean, you know how to blend colors and create the colors you need for the most part with what you have. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Excellent. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I love it. The, uh, what I was going to say is that it's funny because this has surprised some people that I've said there's there's some art that I've done that I'm like, it's sat around a little bit and I chuck it. I throw it out because the second I throw it out, I'm like, I don't like it. I doesn't. I don't want it. And sometimes I'll paint over it. That's fine. But a lot of times I just get rid of it. And a lot of people say, oh, I can't believe you actually got rid of it. It's like a piece of you. I'm like, eh, it's clutter. And the second you let go of it, it opens your mind to be more creative. Right. It really does. Well, I, I like to tell my clients, you know, I said, once we start clearing some of the clutter that is making you feel so stressed and closed in, it shifts the energy in your yes. space. And it is, it, you can't deny it. Once you have decluttered a space and you look at it, it is visually <laughs> so much mm -hmm. calmer to the eye and it just changes the whole energy in the space. I just love it. Really? It, it, yeah. And it's, it's tough when people don't quite get it, I'm sure. And it's, it's, it's hard to express it until you feel it. And once you do, you're like, Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People are always like, God, I wish I would have done this sooner. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I, yeah. I bet your your thing is watching people and seeing if they can keep it the way it's, you know what I mean? If it's right. if you get it organized, it's, OK, keep it that way. Right. 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 And, you know, I always tell my clients, I said, it's common to backslide and it's really not a big deal. If you have the system in place, you can get it back there. And you know, sometimes life happens and you just have to stop being all neat and tidy and you, you have, don't have time. I mean, you know, you're a busy mom. You've got sure. health issues and things like you just have things happen in your life. Yeah. And it's just going to create that little hiccup. Yep. And things calm down again. 
you can get it back together much easier than the first time. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. it, it It definitely helps to have that set up your system, home for everything. And then just like with your art, you know exactly where all the reds go and all mm-hmm. the blues go and this size can of paint or tube of paint. And, you know, you know where everything needs to go when you're done with it. So yep. it makes cleaning up so much faster and easier. Yeah. It's just great. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, Jill, thank you so much for your time today and your uh, little window into your world into your studio and how you've set it up and how you've managed to keep the chaos out of your art studio. I'm fascinated. I really want to see pictures if you have any, and I'll see if I can add those to the show notes with this episode. Excellent. And uh, yeah, so thanks so much for your time. And I'm so glad we finally managed to get this to work. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Excellent. Well, you have a great day. Okay, you too. After listening to this podcast today, I hope you have some useful takeaways and feel super motivated to get organized. But maybe you're at a loss with how to start or where to go next in your organizing journey. Wouldn't it be amazing to have me right there to guide you through the process when you're losing motivation or feeling stuck with what to do next? I may not live near you, so through the wonders of our modern technology, I can be right by your side. Virtually, of course. You heard me. I offer virtual organizing. Reach out to me through my website linked below and we could schedule your first session today. Also, don't forget to reach out to me on social media with comments about an episode or a topic you would like covered in a future podcast. Links are below in the show notes. Go get your organizing on. 